0: Welcome back. You're listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, I'm so keen to share the audience, uh, the audios from my night uh, sleeping rough in my car to set the scene. It was a cold winter's night Nothing stirred, except for the North Shore line train, the announcements from the platform and quite a lot of chatter from our collection of Sleep In Your Car participants who were raising awareness of homelessness on Friday night. The deceptively warm day had lulled us into a false sense that the night would be mild and balmy. Oh no, as the sun set, the chill came in the air and we all gathered by the fire in the metal drum in the car park to keep warm. Daniel Neal was our guide through the activities of the night. He and Miff Webster, who are the backbone of Fusion North, cooked us a delicious meal and then took us through some discussion points around the program "Filthy Rich and Homeless," which SBS had shown. The group discussed what our decisions would be in different situations with our chosen homeless, um, that our chosen filthy rich and homeless person faced, and it was really interesting to see how attitudes changed from one of judgment. To one of understanding, not so much judgment within our group, but noticing the changes in judgment from the, the, the attitudes of the people on the screen. Appreciation of the difficulties and challenges weighed heavily in the night air and how much being homeless affects self-worth and low self-esteem. How much does anxiety of where the next meal is coming from and where they can shower and go to the bathroom, if they can change their clothes or get work and how, and how that all affects them so let's jump right in and hear the interviews I did on the night with the team Amy, Adam, Daniel and Rachel missing are Miff and Helen um, who were there even though there's no audio record at this stage without further ado here is uh, our sleep in your car interviews Amy, what is the reason that you decided to sign up and do this Fusion sleep out this year?
1: Um... My reason was because I wanted to, I guess, get more insight and also give back a little bit. Um, I think it's a very humbling experience to partake in something, um, I guess, different to what we're used to every single day. Yeah
0: and um you were going to sleep out in western sydney because this is the sleep in your car event as opposed to sleeping out under the stars Mm. and that brings with it different problems have you ever tried to sleep in your car before
1: yes i have (laughs) what are the things that you're most concerned about tonight in that case um i guess like not knowing the area um in particular so you're not sure about you know who's like walking about <laughs> when you're like trying to sleep in your car. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay and um, who's sitting over here?
2: Uh, Adam.
0: Hi Adam. Um, what made you want to do it this year?
2: I just wanted to experience what homeless people would go through, how uncomfortable it might be or yeah you know, how they're feeling each night.
0: Do you think that um, on some level we think that it's easier to be sleeping in your car than to sleeping rough on the streets?
2: I think there is a bit easier, Plus, you are protected a little bit from the elements. Um, you're laying somewhere comfortable, more comfortable than the ground. Yeah.
0: How big's your car, Adam?
2: It's only a hatchback.
0: <laughs> so, I'm just wondering how easy would it be for you to lie flat?
2: Uh, not really, not very. Not
0: okay, very so my question will be to both of you in the morning. How ready are you to go for an interview? like straight after that night's sleep okay so you
3: you
0: you 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 up for that kind of question uh we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who knows if we'll be able to talk very yeah, easily in the world. Well,
1: that's right um you know it's gonna be something out of normal life so we'll see how it go <laughs>
0: that's right one of the um, things i noticed when i did it last year was how bumpy and awkward it is to actually try and get asleep. sleep I found it really difficult to get comfortable I couldn't lie across the car because it was a you know it was a um, Toyota Yaris so there was just so no room and I'm yeah. not very big by even I struggle with that
1: yeah yeah I think that's probably one of the things that I'm more concerned about as well you know besides um, people in particular it's more probably getting comfortable yeah um, and are you sharing a car so wow, who's gonna
0: get the best spot?
1: Well, we kind of discussed it. Ah. <laughs> we did discuss it, and I said, "How how comfortable would you be lying in the front seat with it down, or on the back seat?" And I got the back seat.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got I got stuck with the driver's seat
1: <laughs> with the steering wheel.
2: Yeah, and a blanket. Ah. It's gonna be uncomfortable.
1: Oh, but you could have the passenger, the passenger side, yeah,
2: which you might
0: without the wheel. That's wheels. right. I could. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: so not convinced. <laughs> 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 like, wait and see till tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, did you bring uh, duvets or a pillow or something?
2: Yeah, we got pillows and uh, blankets. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Excellent. And are you changing before you're going to bed, or are you just going to go to bed as you
2: are? As, I'm sleeping. as is. As is.
0: As is. That's realistic, isn't it? I mean, how often do you change?
2: No. No. Not in the streets.
1: I actually am wearing half my work clothes. Yeah, good. So I just figured, like, if I wanted to experience it, I would experience it in full. Yes. Well, sort of. I mean, I've got ug boots and some yeah. tights, but yeah. my top half, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Oh. And, you know, we've got street lights here which might make it hard we got the police um, garage so let me tell you from last year that makes a racket when it goes up and down but what I did also notice was that when I, I, I I'm tired and I was actually so tired I just needed to sleep and mm-hmm. so I slept through quite a lot as well
1: you a deep sleeper Adam?
2: Uh, yes I am I'll sleep through anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Me on the go. other
1: hand, no Really? I can, Yeah I, I toss and turn quite a lot.
0: Are you likely to go, Adam, are you awake? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, that's me. No, you're not asleep, are you, Adam? you will probably sleep talk
2: and I'll be like, oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> I was asleep.
2: Now I'm not. I'll just wrap myself up in the blanket. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: he just becomes unresponsive completely. Smart. Yeah. He, you're lucky. I, I don't get it. Like share some of that yeah share some of that where's the love
0: yeah. <laughs> how did you find the early part of this evening and or the talks and the um the videos
1: that we watched i actually found the videos really um really awesome i actually got quite emotional um i think midway um because i think Seeing him come to the realisation from his li- like his particular lifestyle to experiencing homelessness brought a totally different perspective to him. And seeing that on screen is like, oh, wow, you know, that's reality for him right then and there. That could be reality for any of us. Mm-hmm. So I found it very useful.
0: Mm. How about you, Adam?
2: Yeah, just seeing a little bit of what they go through has um, shown me a lot. All the facts that I found out throughout that evening has um, been quite interesting. Tonight.
0: We don't. I mean, all we're doing is, in our precious way, we are sitting by a fire in a car park. Which, if we actually weren't supposed to be here, we would clearly be moved on from. Yeah. And we're we're sleeping in our cars. We're not. You could say we're not really doing very much but we are because we're we're doing what we can do we're raising awareness yeah. in the only way that we can with starting conversations with friends and family and and hopefully politicians you know as and when they can you, you know we can get in front of them to, and say it's something we want you to represent us on What do you reckon?
1: Absolutely. I think that um, starting small is where it starts. It's so important because with starting small, um, we're getting people talking. And I think that that's the important part because when you get people talking, it then spreads. Um, So, yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, thank you both
0: very much. I'm hoping it's, gosh, it's about 10 o'clock now, so... We're all starting to fade as as there's, you know, the the excitement of the fire. We've just put another log on, mind you. Daniel's clearly hoping we're going to be up for much longer.
1: Oh, probably not. <laughs> Adam, Adam over here is already so fading.
0: <laughs> so, Daniel, three years in, it's growing, isn't
4: it? It is growing. It's exciting. It's still small, but... Yeah, each year it's growing, which is nice.
0: What is it that um, you feel makes this different? I mean, why did Fusion, I guess, do the sleep in your car as opposed to sleep out, you know, under a box?
4: Um, well, there are lots of other uh, organisations who are doing sleepouts outs in a box or... Um, that kind of thing so I guess the sleep in your car is is that point of difference Um, and because it was real because um, it was something that uh, our Fusion Western Sydney office was dealing with in their local community. Um, They had family who were sleeping in their car in a council car park outside their office um and they wanted to do something about it yeah
0: we can't do much but what we can do we should do we must do right um you planned um events and things for us to do this evening how did you choose what to do
4: it's a very good question um i think so the video that we watched, the, the interactive experience um, from the Filthy Rich and Homeless series, I think um, I thought was an interesting journey to take um, and given that it was a, a current um, series that was recently on TV um, on SBS, um, I thought that was a good one because I think um, people were would have been familiar with it. Um, And I guess some of the other activities, uh, the myth-busting or how much do you know, um, I think we often come with certain ideas or preconceptions about homelessness and why people are homeless and where they are and what they're doing. Um, And I guess uh, we wanted to challenge some of those misconceptions and ideas.
0: What will your organisation, so Fusion, what will they spend the money that's raised on?
4: Um, So we run a variety of youth and community programs um, but I think uh, for us uh, this money will be used I guess to help uh, continue the youth programs specifically. Yeah, I I guess we see um, although we're not working directly with homeless young people um, and not all of the young people we see are necessarily at risk but um, we see what we do as early intervention. Um, We're bringing uh, a community of others around these young people that they didn't have before. Uh, We're expanding their Uh, support network um, and for some of the young people their support network is quite small so that's important Mm. and so um, the the money that we raise will help those programs continue
0: beautiful thanks so much i'm so pleased you host it daniel i don't know what i'd do if i didn't get an opportunity to sleep in my car at least once a year and um, i'm so enormously grateful that we're not pouring with rain we have actually been quite blessed each year so far that i've done it
4: yeah we have i've not done it on a rainy night uh we almost the first year we almost had rain it was forecast but um somebody was looking out for us
0: you know, let's be real. Like they, people who are homeless don't get a choice about what weather they're sleeping out in, do no, they?
4: No, not at all. And I, you know, I think we are pretty lucky to be in cars, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, I, I just, um, I was thinking that when I was thinking, what was I going to bring? And I've got my sleeping bag, and I've got one of those um, uh, things that just makes the ground feel a little less hard. And I thought. You know, would I have all of this? I suppose if I had my car, I could have more in my car. I could travel with more. It yeah. was safer. But still, you don't have a lot of things, you know, because you need to travel light.
4: Yeah. I, I was trying to decide whether or not to bring my pillow. Mm. I did. Mm. But there was a little part of me that felt guilty about doing it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I had the opportunity to bring a bigger car, and I chose not to. So. Yeah. I'll be spending the night in my little Yaris, a
0: little yeah.
4: nervous about how that might go,
0: Yeah,
4: I've not decided whether to try and fold the seats down yeah. or just sleep in the front seat.
0: Yeah, Wait. I did that last year, I can only tell you, you just find lumps and bumps you didn't know were there.
4: Well, I've only had the car about a month, so It's very beautiful. It's it's uh, it's over there. It's got about ten posters on it at the moment. One of our young people decorated it for me.
0: That's so kind of them.
4: Yeah, I asked them to.
0: Hopefully, they haven't used glue on your paint.
4: No, it was blue tack.
0: Yeah,
4: so. proper blue tack, not the dodgy stuff no. we used over there.
0: It's very nice. It's a it's a beautiful car. I
4: thought I thought it fitted it well with the colour scheme of the posters. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, thank you very much. I can feel bedtime coming on. Yeah. Good night. Good night. So I'm uh, now standing by Rachel who has um, concocted a wall of, um, well, it's a blanket that's going to make sure that the no light comes into the back of the um, car. Uh, that's very inventive, Rachel. Thank you. Well,
3: these street lights are very, they're going to be on all night and they are very bright for obvious reasons. So, and I think that's really going to affect how much sleep I get tonight. Absolutely. Are you, do you um, sleep in the dark at home? Pretty much, yep. And it's usually fairly quiet and you can hear the train going, no? Yeah. And there's the police station over there, so that will be quite noisy. So, what's your anxiety level at the moment? Uh, it's probably very low, but I think when I'm in sleep, I'm what I'm concerned about tonight is there's a couple of there's the RSL over there. What if tonight, in the middle of the night, some people are wandering by? They might be a bit drunk or something. They might think, oh, what are these cars doing? They might see that we're in here. And then start tapping on the window i think i would find that intimidating and scary even though i'll be inside a locked car yes so imagine what that would be like if you were just on the street sleeping with some blankets i think that sort of thing's going to bother me tonight might affect my
1: sleep
0: and do you think that it's when you um when you're on your own you your imagination just plays a few tricks on you as well so you might hear things that aren't Mm. really there
3: Yes, I mean, we're not going to be on our own tonight, we no. are a group, but yes, and when you're tired, half asleep, your anxiety can go up about it, something very small, it yeah. can go up very quickly. Yeah. So
0: Do you reckon that if you were homeless, you'd try and make sure that you were part of a group rather than find somewhere quiet on your own? I think so, but then it depends who the group consists of,
3: and as... As we were finding out tonight, if you if you're not homeless because of an alcohol or drugs issue, it's not long before you start reaching out for that mm. to help you get through. Mm. so the people that you are around, if they've been drinking or taking drugs they're can be unpredictable. Mm. so I don't know what I would I would probably risk it and be with other people in the hope that that yes. prevented other people from outside coming towards the group yes. and also, it it can be very lonely. You can feel very lonely in the middle of a big city surrounded by
0: people if you haven't got friends. So true, mm-hmm. so true we don't really think of that. Rachel, good luck. I will speak to you in the morning as long as you haven't been whisked away (laughs) by children. And I promise that when I talk to you in the morning, I won't be too complicated. I'll just go, how was the night? What were the things you learned? What did you discover about your car you never
3: knew? (laughs) Oh, what did I find in my car that I never knew was there? Like some ancient piece of
0: food? Exactly, exactly. Don't eat it. you find it, don't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Rachel. Good night. I thought it would be really flat in the back of the thought How wrong am I? Lumps and bumps. Um, And I put my sleeping bag down. And it's... Because it's a slope, I keep slipping. I keep keep slipping down the seat. So I'm now going to sleep curled up in a ball. I'm too tired to put the rest of the car down, so I don't actually know what the lump is under my rib cage, but it's just going to have to stay there. All right, I'm going to take myself off to sleep, and I'll speak to you, tell you all about it in the morning. All right. Adam, it's the morning after the night before. I know how I'm feeling. How are you going?
2: I'm cold and uncomfortable and sore.
0: What was it like sleeping in there? Did you find a position?
2: No, not really, I was restless and kept tossing and turning all night.
0: And did you wake Amy up because you were restless?
2: I did, I smashed her legs with the backrest and woke her up.
0: <laughs> How did you go with um, wanting to get up or leave or you know change your circumstance?
2: I would have much preferred to drive home and go to my own bed. Yeah
0: but you stayed
2: yeah i had to i had to have one night and see how it feels how to be homeless and at least sleep in the car one night
0: has it given you um a different perspective on it all
2: yeah very different i thought it might be easier being homeless sleeping in a car than on the street but i think it'd be just as difficult
0: that's exactly what i came to last year and you know we're standing in a warm room now in fact you're about as close to the heater as we can get. That's, I didn't even notice it down there, but now I'm realising why you're standing where you are. Um, I don't think other people have this luxury, do they really?
2: No, not at all. They have to stay in their car the whole night and then find elsewhere to go. You can't just choose to be in a warm room.
0: No. And, and we've um, been able to come in and go to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even sure. I mean, I—I just it's all things like that you have to think about. Like, where's there an open toilet?
2: Yeah, They'd have to be looking elsewhere to find somewhere they can go. Public toilet. They can't shower. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd be quite difficult.
0: Thanks, Adam. I won't tax your brain any further.
2: No, that's okay. Thank you.
0: Right, I've moved down the hallway and we're now standing by the kitchen. Jack's kitchen. Quick plug. You know, any teenagers who happen to be wanting something after school. Um, Amy, like, what was that like for you?
1: Um, Quite terrible. (laughs) Um, I'm quite sore. And it's quite an experience. I found myself finding positions to sleep in to feel comfortable that I never thought I could ever find myself in. So um, yeah, definitely an eye opener.
0: And you had the um, slightly different experience to anybody else who stayed over. Um, You had to share your car. So what was your
1: space, you know? What was that like? Limited, Mm. certainly limited. We kind of went for the L shape, one in the front seat, one on the back seat. And I was actually starting to think by the end of the night that uh, maybe both sitting, (laughs) sleeping in the front seat would have been ideal, but probably not. (laughs) Because there was like, you know, there's obviously the car wheel and everything, so it was. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever want to stretch out your legs? Yeah, I did. I actually felt like during the night, because I kept waking up every two hours or so, that I needed to open the door and just let my legs sort of like free stretch. But yeah, then it would be too cold. (laughs) So could
0: you um, go to a job interview now or actually pull yourself together and, you know, get out there and earn some money for yourself and, you know, just get yourself into a better position as we hear
1: a lot of the judgments go? Um n- no not really, I don't think that's really my f- like uh, my focus this in the first thing in the morning, no um you know <laughs> like no way <laughs> mm. like uh, in a real world no
0: I mean I think we're having enough trouble forming sentences and making them yeah coherent um my yeah. my m- only focus this morning was where is the bathroom my bladder is hurting um yeah. I need to go to the loo. And I would have done anything to just find that. Thank goodness I had it literally round the corner. But you have to think of all of those things. Yeah. Don't you?
1: What's for breakfast? You know, where's my next toilet stop? You know, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. You have to take that all into consideration. You know, before anyone is thinking of, you know, how, how does one prepare for an interview in our day and age out of your car? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not realistic mm-hmm. to think like that. Mm-hmm.
0: No. Daniel, you had the smallest car here. How was it?
4: I uh, I struggled. Yeah. I um I started in the front seat. Okay. Um can't tell you how long I stayed there for. Uh then I moved to all the back seats folded down, stretching, trying to stretch out in the boot kind of area with all the seats, and that didn't I stayed there for a while. I think I f- actually fell asleep there, which I didn't do in the front seat. Um, but it was very lumpy and hard. And um, and then about, gosh, somewhere between three and four, maybe, folded all the back seats back up and kind of tried to go to sleep on the soft padded back seat. I think I did. Um, because I woke up and had noises and it was oh. quarter past six and okay. um, there were people moving but um, right. yeah but yeah it was a struggle I'm sore my back is sore um, yeah and I got I was colder than I thought I was because mm. it wasn't a particularly cold night no. um, but between those hours of three to five, I guess, it got colder than I expected.
0: And you're in a cafe, you're in Jack's cafe right now, and um, uh, you know, a lot of people think that getting a job in a cafe is going to be an easy one, but it's also high risk in terms of injuries. How, I mean, you've had one night, how functional do you feel and would you be able to think quickly? Um, Would you be, because you can't obviously, if you start breaking things, you're going to lose your job. If you, you could burn yourself, you could actually not hear the order, and not process the order. Um, How how are you going in your brain function? And I mean, I I think we're beyond feeling great in our bodies and, you know, anything remotely like we might normally feel. how could you keep? Could you keep your job?
4: I don't know. I.
1: It
0: it, go.
4: I've taken a while to work out what I need to do to help people have breakfast this morning. It, my head just, I'm not, all together. Um, so no, I think I would struggle, particularly. I mean, after one night, yes, but after night after night after night after night I think it would just compound exponentially mm-hmm. the struggle that I'm having thinking and processing and mm. being aware and, and I think I I don't think I would relate to people very well either
0: No, be a bit short and a bit, yeah. could you just be clear what you want?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that, that would be nice
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, on that note, I'm retreating out of the Jack's Kitchen. Um, All right, see you later. Thank you for being our host.
4: That's okay. My pleasure. Hope to see you next year.
0: Yeah, hope to see more of us next year. Gosh. Then we might all have to chip in to be hosts. (sighs) Okay. Um, Wow, what a night. So Helen and Rachel went early this morning. I don't know if they both went at the same time, but I think it was about half five, quarter to six, um, apparently there's a funny story when Amy got out of her car, they've got a Subaru, um, because we, we're back onto the police station, the police were standing outside and they were just looking at her really quizzically, it's like, hmm. Um, should we be interested or concerned about this as they're stretching out their oddly aching bodies um it's just a whole different world um and i you know as much as you think oh yeah you could do one night and it's definitely better than being on the streets i think you remember from last year, because, of course, you all listen to my show all the time. You can't imagine listening to any other one. <laughs> um, so you remember it so well. Um, sorry, it was a bit sarcastic, wasn't it? I, was, I think it's hopeful as opposed to proper sarcasm, sarcasm. If it was sarcasm, I apologize because I really dislike sarcasm. So uh, clearly, when you're tired, you go down a whole load of rabbit holes. I'm getting back in my car now to drive And it's cold I don't know if it was warmer when I was in here before Or if I had got used to the cold before But um, boy oh boy The sky is beautiful There's an incredible peace and stillness But um, It's interesting It's just so So much that I would just be wondering, like, what next? Where do I, what do I do? And I'm a really resourceful person. I wonder how I'd be if I had to do this every day for a week, for a month, if I didn't see any end to it. Hmm. Definitely food for thought, isn't it? Food for consideration. And I you know, I just hope, what can we do about it? I reckon part of it is raising awareness for things like this. The funds that, um, that have ra- been raised from this will go to running the programs within both of our organizations, Street Work and Fusion. Um, for Street Work, I know that um, we use them to pay for the youth workers that pay with the young people that need accommodation. We work um, trying to support young people to keep them safe and get them off people's couches because couch surfing is just as much a, an issue in homelessness as um, sleeping on the street. Again, you may think you're a bit safer, but the vulnerability level is still there and, and it does lay very interesting um, uh, thought patterns in the person and, and uh, pathways for decision making. How many young person who doesn't really know what's what's next? It lowers um, their value in their self esteem, their perception of their value, I should say, very clearly. Makes it uh, harder to get a, a good uh, rhythm and therefore harder to be responsible in a way to when they're getting up. And uh, when they're going for a job and being reliable, and that pattern, when it's laid uh, longer term, is um, is is dangerous because you've got to try and keep your job. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening this year. Thank you for. Uh, sponsoring me if you sponsored me. Thank you for just having an interest if if that's what you've had and um, please keep homelessness um, Homelessness awareness high on your agenda when you are um, You know around any politicians please let them know it matters if you get uh, a chance, please um, You know people matter it, that I guess that's the important thing people matter. They're not just numbers and they're not just inconveniences And yes, we all have to be part of getting ourselves back on our feet. But um, gosh, a helping hand goes a very long way. And when you know that someone cares about you, you have, um, you actually start turning your life around because you know that you're part of the change that you want to see. See you guys. So um, let's just bring it back to what we learned from the night. Um, It was an extraordinary evening. It was a real eye-opener and what not one... It was different, you know, this is the second year I've done it. Interestingly, I had probably less engagement from people in terms of sponsoring and I think that's because... We're, you know lots of people are are giving the opportunity to do things like na- like that now, um, I still do it regardless of whether i 'm sponsored or not because it reminds me of the importance of of working um, of what we 're doing and why i 'm working with the people that i 'm working with and why it 's important to lay foundations earlier in life to try and safeguard against that kind of eventuality in your life because you know, you don't set out as one of your goals in life to to be homeless. So, you know, let's look at let's look at that. Twenty four hours later, um, I've had a good night's rest in my own bed. I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed this morning. Could I have done the show yesterday morning? Mm. Well, you heard how slowly my brain was processing in that last clip. There were times when I thought perhaps um you know my, i my i might give up because i was talking so slowly and that you probably would be falling asleep listening to it this morning but i didn't i just kept going um but i don't think i could have done a show i don't think i could have thought of all the technical things that go along beside behind the scenes and as you see i've i've um had a few things that i've really had to think about and you know playing you know all the buttons everything It hasn't been seamless for me on my end. But some people don't have a choice. They have to get on with their lives, perhaps even pretend that their accommodation circumstances are not what they are. That all takes energy. It's incredibly draining. So how do we support those who find themselves in situations like that? How about, you know, we build our awareness by watching programs like Filthy Rich and Homeless so we can understand a little more about the challenges they face. It's not about the handouts. It's about recognising someone who's trying to get back on their feet and turn their lives around and walking beside them, even if it's for five minutes, by not judging them. We are super sensitive, as we know, to judgement. We've talked about that with the young people that we work with and the children. So I go back to my first interview. You know, where does that breakdown start? we're testing children's brains and memories at the expense of their health at times nothing so much wrong with education and what we're teaching but we're putting the teachers under so much pressure that means that they don't we don't value some of the life skills that we need in order to cope with some of the stresses of life to know that we're not defined by those stresses or we might not be defined by Our our family of origin and and growing up in that family, we need to be able to see that we can be the change we want to see in our lives. And that takes takes a community to support, not just an individual to feel like they've got to do it all on their own. Let's pay attention to the small stuff. Let's maintain that connection with our bodies and stay engaged in life. The good, the bad and the downright ugly so we can equip ourselves to deal with the challenges we may face. What is our reality and is our body matching that reality? Do we have anxiety or nervous tension running through our system to a point where we need caffeine, sugar or other stimulants just to get out of bed and function? Do we need something to calm us down and then settle our minds? Have we forgotten how to breathe? If you think about it, the body's going to go into panic mode when we stop breathing because it's, a, it's going to think that its life is in danger. So the last thing it's going to be wanting to do is is go into your memory and think about all the things you've got to remember for an exam. It's just not going to happen. I have a feeling that if we're brave enough to go there, it will change the trajectory for mental health and particularly for the younger generation who need to be inspired to remember that they are the change that they want to see in the world, that they can be that change. Remember, regardless of what has or is happening in your life, You are and will always be be amazing. You're you. The key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body's trying to tell you something is not quite right and then seek support with the appropriate service, be that mental or physical health, and look for support in the community it is there. Now, the podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. And if you want to get updates, then remember to like the at Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page. Links to all of those spaces are available on the Triple H program page. In next week's show, we meet a woman who was forced to confront the potential of her young children growing up without her. And then what it's been like to be given a second chance. Till next week's show remember to take a moment to look after you. Connect with the amazing people in our community. Be kind, be caring, be loved, be all of you. You You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.